The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Peter Dancy. I'm Sarah Becker. I'm Trevor Flynn. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. We're actually reviewing a new movie, which is kind of fun in and of itself, even though this is kind of difficult to talk about. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Mulan 2020. Uh, yeah, to save her ailing father from a serving in the Imperial Army, a fearless young woman disguises herself as a man to battle northern invaders in China. Before we begin to talk about this, I feel compelled pretty strongly to talk about a lot of the context that's surrounding this film as for some extent, I find that the context is more important to discuss than the actual film itself. We'll get to all talking about Wushu films and what this film is in the context of Wushu and everything else and kind of all these things. And also it's, it's adaptation of Disney and what that means. But before we begin, we have to talk about some of the controversies surrounding that film. Uh, and, and, and this is kind of the moment where I have to be like, which controversy do you start with? <laughs> Um, which is to say the primary initial controversy began with the actress uh, in this film who is, sorry, I forget her name, just two seconds. Uh, Lee 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 yeah, she uh, had uh, comments back and doubled down on those comments more recently, uh, supporting like Hong Kong, supporting police in the Hong Kong protests uh, against like kind of the pro-democracy protests that were happening and kind of the level of police brutality that was occurring there. Uh, so she doubled down on that. And then initially the new thing that's kind of come out about this and it's kind of more has to do with kind of the appreciation of Disney's reclamation of its old franchise and adapting it more for the Chinese market and what that means for the future. That's an interesting discussion in and of itself. But the problem that's arisen is that uh, uh, and I apologize for uh, mispronouncing the name, but it's a uh, it's a. Uh, Sorry, it's uh, it's the it's the Zhangjing province in China where a lot of this movie was shot. Specifically, uh, in the credits of this movie, they actually thanked the officials in the province. Uh, the province is better known for being the area that has traditionally uh, been where M- Muslim Uyghurs have been. Uh, found and also that they have been oppressed there with lots of concentration style camps where they have been uh, kind of remodeled by China into citizens and they've been retrained. Uh, and also there have, there has been reports of, well, I don't know reports. I'm pretty sure it's confirmed entirely. I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but I think it's been confirmed that there has been forced female sterilization. So it appears that China has waged a culture war on the Uyghurs in the region. Let's be clear. Not just a culture war. It's a genocide. Yeah, it's, it's oh, let's be honest here. It's some real Nazi shit. Like that's like, it's like, it's like, Ooh, that's yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. And the fact that they have like Disney is, you know, on record, like, you know, it's like, thanks Hitler. Like it's not, it's not great. Uh, I don't mean to is make Disney on record is saying thanks Hitler. <laughs> oh, you mean well, it's thank you to them. Oh. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, and also thanks to the Chinese communist party. And it's also just like, uh, yeah, it, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to make moral equivalency here. This is obviously a very serious issue and I want to talk about it. Uh, I guess the, I guess the bigger discussion to happen about Mulan right now is about a 30 buck, $30 release inside the States and it's trending right now, literally on Twitter. I'm we're, like, we're recording this the day this came out. 
uh, a second, I think it's the day after. So, uh, and uh, yeah, and it's trending on Twitter right now as boycott Mulan, especially in, like in the, the Chinese American communities, which has and, been a thing since the actress came out in support of Hong Kong police brutality. But now it, it, <laughs> it's it, even it's, more it's, so. It's definitely with three points of contact of kind of I like you know kind of tone deafness with the Disney Corporation. It definitely seems to be gaining steam on Twitter specifically now, especially that it's released. Well, um, and more than tone deafness. It, it's uh, like moral, ethical no, responsibility. Yeah, yeah. The, the, like, look, as as somebody that's worked inside PR firms before, I can tell you that Disney had apology letters written for all these possibility things. This Disney is not not aware of this. Disney is like, clearly aware they of this, knew this was happening. had a thousand had a thousand meetings of the possible ramifications of what's happening. They have not at this time released an apology and have been silent. That means Disney is calculating the level of impact or backlash that's going to be happen versus the money it can make in China. My point to that is never trust a corporation like that. They have chosen if they if they had shit out an apology as soon as they saw the backlash. That's one thing. Like maybe they didn't realize or something along those lines. It's one. It's like it's more believable in that circumstances. The fact that they have been silent and are, are essentially attempting to outweigh the outrage and just weigh it means that they do not give a shit about the moral and ethical dilemmas in China and are more concerned about the market there. And it's just sort of frightening. I mean, it's... it's, Yeah, I wouldn't even believe if they did that that they weren't aware of what was happening or at least, like, criminally negligent. I would... It's it's even that they don't even want to try and fool anybody into thinking that they weren't right. aware. Right. No, it's, it's entirely just a monetary exercise at this point. We're just going to get into my point about this movie is that I just, I think that there's a lot less, I mean, on top of it. And this is the other thing too, is that I feel like as somebody who's bothered by a lot of the other things that happen around it, I, I hate that it feels like it's robbing me of like my original just thought on this because I didn't know a lot of this was happening when I watched this movie. And so I wanted to come and like give it a criticism on the basis of being, you know, cause I'm, sorry i prefer the original mulan shocker uh and it's you know whether or not the original mulan is highly problematic it just has more integrity as a piece of art period and i think that's you know we're going to get into the specifics of that but i think that's that's kind of the ultimate point is that like you know this it just seems that disney's operating with like a like this is just you know there's a lot of love in Mulan and I think that's the ultimate thing is like whether or not they did it to make money they 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 made money by making good art and it just you know as Neil Gaiman would say is it's not good art like this is just a readaptation and it's continuation of kind of the good things that have been happening the good the bad things that have been happening at Disney with just like the reinterpretation and this is just just completely an attempt to skip the line between all the bad things that they think of criticisms of the original Mulan and I just think that the, that this movie is so much worthy, so much more worthy of internalized criticism about the way that it's made, whether or not it's less problematic or not. I think it's ironically more problematic, but I think it's more because of how that we deal with China and the issues inside that government. But let's go ahead, push past that. I do want to talk about you guys and see what you think at that point about that. I'm happy to continue to bring up the elements of this discussion because I don't think it's impossible to separate at this point Mulan from this discussion. But I do want to go ahead and start so that no one has to hear me talk anymore and I can take a breath. So I do want to kind of go around the circle as we traditionally do and see what people thought of it. So I kind of want to start with you, Peter. What did you think of Mulan 2020? Oh, um... (sighs) So, about the so so for the movie, there are moments that I think are decent, but 
as something that is as something that is a readaptation of what is what was done from the '90s that is meant to conjure up the whole nostalgia factor. There were so many. I I I, I realized that I realized that it cannot and should not be a shot for shot retelling because then it's like where's the creativity? Where, 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 you're not doing anything, but. If you're gonna if, if you're gonna use something for nostalgia, there still needs to be those key moments that people recognize from the original to have that nostalgia and to not have them or to ch- change them in such a way where I was sitting there thinking, what is this? Why is this happening? This movie just does not work. It cannot work. It's not good. Oh, man. All right. We're starting out hot. Trevor, you're coming in. Yeah. uh, My first initial reaction, I think, to trying to wrap my head around this was that I can't believe I'm saying this, but the uh, I can the animated version with a uh, kind of obnoxious, wisecracking uh, dragon sidekick is not only like a better written film, but it's more subtle at just like every turn. Um, which is not to say that I was against like excluding Mushu from this. I was totally ready for this to be entirely different. And I want to talk about, uh, I don't know if this extends to y'all, but my perception, and I think a lot of people's that this one was finally going to be different. This one was finally like had some kind of bona fide, uh, pretext to exist as a Disney remake, and I want to get into that. But um, yeah, it's terribly written, manically edited. It's just a completely failure of editing oh, yeah. at every level, moment to moment, scene to scene, and just as a whole, as a narrative. Um, and I've just overwhelmingly come away with this familiar feeling with Disney remakes where it's this combination of forgettable and infuriating. <laughs> we're like... I don't want to return to it because I want it to get it out of my mind as soon as possible. To uh, so I don't want to return rewatch it to examine it more closely or anything. But I also have trouble remembering it other than just what I know I didn't like about it. Um, there certainly are some visually enjoyable aspects, but on the whole, it's like surprisingly as much a work of Orientalism. It, as the 98 version it was supposed to kind of course correct on, which I still love and will continue to love despite its flaws, but uh, we'll get more into that later. That's that's my take in a nutshell. Yeah, uh, we're going to finish up here with Sarah. Um, well, to agree with both um, Peter and Trevor, definitely the 98 version is a much better film. Um, I thought this one was fine which is kind of my take as we, you know, my colleagues have already said on yeah. all of the live action Disney roommate roommates remakes. Uh, however, heavily those air quotes are used um, with the exception of lady and the tramp. I actually thought that one was a pretty good remake, but all of the other major ones like the lion King and beauty and the beast, this falls right in that same category of it's fine. I would much rather go watch the cartoon. Um, I did appreciate um, some of the musical cues that were lifted from the music of the 98 film and put in here, but I don't really feel like all of them were used exactly where they should have been. 
which was a bit weird. I might go yeah. into that later. I might not. Uh, like they, they used a cue from reflection when she was like climbing the mountain with the buckets of water. It's like, that's not where that goes. What are you doing? Yeah, um, it, it was pretty. Um, truthfully, I, I'm not very much aware of um, what the approach, regardless, controversies aside, I'm not really aware of what the appropriate cultural context is for this film. So I can't, for instance, speak to the accuracy of costuming or set design or anything like that. Um, but yeah, Short answer is I, there probably isn't one, but right. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't think I wouldn't have if I had gone in and spent $30 to see this film in theaters, I would have felt like I had wasted my money. Yeah, I it's all right. I, 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 I have come at this movie a little bit differently. And I, and I think one of the things is like I, I don't I want to give Disney credit to well, what credit is deserved. <laughs> uh, I want to give it a little bit of subtle credit here is that like for the most part with a lot of the Disney things. And again, I'm going to say this right now. The only Disney remake I haven't seen is lady in the tramp. Ironically, it was the one that so, went straight to streaming. That doesn't. Yeah. Exist I'm right. I haven't and, seen and, that one either actually. Yeah. I, I, it's funny. I, if apparently if Sarah's going to give it a, I trust Sarah on Disney movies. If Sarah's actually saying waiting in the tramp is probably a good movie, then I'm willing to go fucking well, see it. Okay. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it also falls into the category of the cartoon is better, but I, in my opinion, it is the best of the right. live action remakes that has happened which is right, so right. weird that gotcha, they are gotcha. like put it straight to streaming i'm like is it even worse that they're this ashamed of it like why <laughs> i don't know what, yeah what well one of the things that i think is different about these films about this specifically mulan is that they they intentionally for the first time have not make quote unquote the lesser copy and, and I'm this, i do think it is the lesser version but i don't think it's a copy of the original film in that regards, they saw the original Mulan as being enticed to be so problematic with issues that they have taken it. And, and that is true. The, the original Mulan is clearly problematic and has problematic issues, no doubt about it, even though it's I still think it's an excellent movie. You know, it's just the representation of Asian culture in that movie and Orientalism is just it is problematic. And, and that's and that's the thing here. They've gone in a different direction. And for the first time, I think almost I think forced to more by the sense that the original is problematic. Like, God help me if they ever try to remake Pocahontas. I don't <laughs> I don't even, know, I, I, don't even I don't want to know what that looks like. I, I mean, I just I don't even think they can. It'd be like them trying to remake the song of the South. Like, I don't think I don't think they could like this. Like, I, I don't know what that looks like. Like, what, what do you what do you even do? Sorry, the song of the South is like so much worse. I'm sorry to make that an equivalency. But still, I'm just saying I neither one will be a good will be a good time for no. anybody. Like, no, I'm just, just saying. No. Right. The point the point is, is that like, yeah, the, the film that they're going to be creating here is like they wanted to go in instead of making a, like a like a animated like sing along. They made a, essentially a wuxia film. Sorry, a, like a kind of like a wushu film, which is literally translates to martial arts heroes. It's a chi- genre of Chinese uh, fiction concerning the adventures of martial arts artists in ancient China. Most best perceived in America as films like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon and uh, House of the Flying Daggers, Hero, uh, Seven Swords. Everybody should see yeah. Seven Swords yeah. because the Hong Lee fight with Donnie Yen is amazing. It's one of my personal favorites. Terrible movie otherwise. Uh, yeah, but, it, but man, they're in a hallway and it's just him and him fighting with a sword like while doing like chess presses in a hallway. It's 
pretty fantastic. Um, I actually yeah. went and watched, I'd never seen it, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I'd seen a little bit of House of Flying Daggers uh, just because it had been so long and I'd never gotten into them. And I wanted to make sure I just didn't dislike wuxia films in general and that this frenetic editing wasn't a style or something. It's not. It's just bad. <laughs> mm. Mm. I think that's I think that's you know that's exactly taking the thing out of my mouth. I think that what's happened here, and this is my genuine criticism outside of I think devoid of until all the context of what's happening in terms of the, the stuff going on in the series, is that it is a subpar wushu film, and that's kind of the most damning thing I can say about it. To be entirely honest, like it is not it, like the wire work is weak. The martial arts is kind of weak as well. Um, you, you just talk about some of these other performances in like similar wushu films. It's like think about the beauty and the kineticness of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or even Hero. And I'm not like I'm not a hero fan because Hero is the greatest Chinese propaganda movie ever made. And like I still love that movie. It's a fantastic, artistic, amazing movie. And again, also has Donnie in, so you know it's obviously great. Uh, you know he's only in it for one fight scene, but you know that's all you need apparently. Uh, his greatest, one of the greatest spear fighting sh- like shots in like all of Wuxia. And it's it's just it's just it's just really I don't know. It's a really good hero. It's a really good film. There's nothing in here like that. And it's just also concerned about like somehow creating the basic plot structure of the original movie while lifting it. And I think also in some sort of weird like, you know, I think there's a lot of things. There's ways to improve upon movies that are good and bad. And I think there was a lot of problem. I'm not denying it. Like the, like the one of the things that always threw me off is like people really genuinely hate the haircutting scene in the original Mulan because it has a cultural context that really takes people. Oh, I didn't especially I didn't know that. Yeah, no, apparently. Well, it's it's really people that, you know, in the original Mulan, when she cuts her hair, that's right. a yeah. very American concept of her, oh, like okay. trying to appear as a guy in ancient China. It was literally used as a like as a punishment for crimes to cut people's hair mm. because it would shame them. And men wore uh. their hair long. So the idea that she's cutting her hair to appear more mannish is an absolutely foreign concept in China, at least in like, you know, their prehistory. And it was also it was a, it was a thing that was noted by many Chinese Americans at the time. They're like, that's ridiculous. It's very like and it's funny that that's the scene over like Mushu. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's the well, Mushu that's, like, was <laughs> also a thing that the Chinese audience did not appreciate and was like, right, right, right. The big I, change that everybody was <laughs> upset about. But it's like, well, we got to have something. So let's put a CG Phoenix in, which is like a beautifully designed CG element. Yes, absolutely. Does, absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it does nothing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, it's it's more there as inspiration rather. It's more there as inspiration ra- rather than an uh, rather than a tactile guide. Yeah. And it's also it's also like this attempt, like this kind of vain attempt. Like Shan Yu is essentially like a Mongolian monster. <laughs> like that's like yeah. his hor- his horrific element is the fact of his otherness and design. They all have Shan dark. Yu- sk- the Huns have dark skin and yellow eyes. It's not great. Um, I have even read that. There's arguably some colorism happening in the 2021. Though. Right. So, and I think that I think it's also like it's also like it's I don't want to say thing they didn't fix. <laughs> they were like. supposed to fix. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that is a choice to appeal to Chinese sensibilities, arguably, too, which is right, which is just the thing It's like we're not fixing like. You <laughs> Sorry, I was <laughs> I'm so sorry. For, um, for me, for me, it's also just kind of weird that that they took 
part of the motivation for what for what all Mulan was doing in, in, in the original film, where it where it's like it's like okay, yes, she still want she still left to protect her father, but she gets good because she like busted her ass to get good. She was amazing because she busted her ass to get amazing. But in this movie, instead, it's like now it's because you have an abundance of chi, and 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 if you and and, let, and if you don't hide it, you will be considered a witch. Is it? Yeah. So this I is, had a big problem with the whole chi concept. Granted, I do not know everything about its roots, but I'm pretty sure that just having a whole bunch of chi doesn't make you have superpowers. That was my well, reaction too. I was like, I'm no this, expert on chi, but uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's not the force from Star Wars. Right. <laughs> this is, a, I'm going to be honest with you guys, the force from Star Wars is absolutely a George Lucas reference to oh, Wushu totally. movies and chi. Like, oh, to okay. be entirely, I, I do Okay, think but chi in Chinese culture is not like First not, of all, it's gendered. Not. Second of all, it's right. not this cosmic stand-in for, like, okay, we as we don't feel the, in this movie. but we don't in martial arts action movies feel a, a, re, a reason to define why people can jump roof to roof in wushu movies, right? Well, like, there is the, some the, in, in Crouching. Tiger, I'm not an expert, but like in Crouching Tiger, there is like monasticism and 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 like Buddhist influence and and whatever. So. But I mean, everybody can kind of do it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it's it, it's not I'm to not say there's not spirituality, but like I, she I'm is using it. this film is yeah. like totally Jackie Chan Adventures has more subtlety and nuance to the concept of cheat in this movie. Does. Again, it this is what it is. It's it is a genre defining thing that they feel the need to define for an American audience where the majority of Wushu films are like, no, that's wire work. What the fuck you want? Like they're super powered martial artists. They can do these things. We accept it. That's the point. And it's a, it, the movie is like a, both afraid of American audiences, just not accepting that, which is like we. Like, I feel like it would have landed better if they hadn't taken if they so much time it. trying to like explain it. No, I agree. It. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, more I mean, of a screenwriter. Let me look, look at the various movies. We look at the various sci-fi and fantasy movies we watch. Anyway, we 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 all we already kind of accept. Very, very, various things in 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 these in in these texts to just be a part of that world, and they just happen naturally. If a person is just able to do it, you don't need to have it explained. So, so, so yeah, so yeah, Jack was right. It's like they were afraid of American audiences. They kind of like thought that we were all going to be stupid about it, and it's like no, we just have it happen. Just, just, yeah. just, just say it's because she's good. She got it like that. She, she's trained like that. Yeah, and we're fine. You don't need to say you have an abundance of chi, but yeah. because you are a woman, that is bad. Like we don't right. need that. Well, and that's the problem. Is it's kind of used as a writing tool to recontextualize the feminist message that we have in the very Western 98 you mean version. Rob, Rob, like literally well, in the yeah, night, I like a robber. I <laughs> like, prefer the 98 feminist message, but I know some people <laughs> like the girl power thing more. So I don't want to say that, but, um, I mean, I'm willing to say that, but, um, it, it's, it's more of a tool to try and be more, I think, uh, a, an attempt to recontextualize why she's so superpowered because in the original myth, Mulan has warrior powers and is a warrior and it is very much more that thing. The problem with that is a, um, it's like probably one of the more significant departures from the 98 
version, but the rest of the plot is still very similar, where it's a much more powerful, compelling, relatable choice to have this clumsy person who like has to cheat at tests and just isn't good on her feet to take on the mantle of being a warrior to is just an ordinary person and then make that choice is inherently more compelling. So yeah. in, in trying to make it more faithful to its roots, they didn't, they have to replace that with something. And I guess that's right. also part of where the chi concept came in. Unfortunately, because it kind of turns into this, like she is just, uh, instead of being this, this subtle feminist message of she thinks outside the box, she does things differently than this institution of people does. She just thinks differently and is able to, you know, offer solutions that these men don't think of is turned into her just being really good at martial arts right, because right, right. she has force powers and metachlorians, man. Yeah. Like it is. Look, that. It's like, it's like the same sort of thing or like the power and inherentness of like, it's, it's like, it looks, it's a definitely a more, this is all just, Hey, gravy to the original Mulan because this is what it did. Well, it's like, it's also like contextualizing this, the avalanche is an accident in this was like the moment where I was like, actually, fuck you. <laughs> like, well, I don't like, think it's, yeah, yeah. They, arguably. Yeah. You could, I, I didn't, I'd still read it as intentional on her part, but it makes, <laughs> the enemy look really stupid that they turn the siege cannon around to aim at this one soldier that's picking them off from with it well i mean she tricks them into thinking they have multiple soldiers that is like a point of ingenuity but they turn the whole siege cannon around to fire straight into the snow instead of yeah it being an agent a a point of agency on her part it's also just the inherent level of risk like this is practically a fucking isekai trevor like to be honest with you it's levels of which she has ability and that's fine that's like that's wushu and that's that's the genre and i agree with that but it's also criticism to compare it then to i'm not sure it's like a fair criticism because we're trying to it is awkward because it's like well the 91 appeals to me more but i'm also a western audience this is an attempt to make it this is one of the more significant attempts to cater to the chinese audience it deserves to be for but on the other hand it doesn't do it well so it's yeah it's a weird place to be critically Two well, separate things. Well, the, the, well uh, the difference is is that this one doesn't do as good a job of con- contextualizing because like that doesn't mean you can't have a female empowerment method because right. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon does it in time in, in terms of a Wuxia context. It's doable. The difference here is that they try to they just get rid of the original context of this, which was what the best part of Mulan. Like when she's on the roof and she's like, "Here's a fan. Oh, you don't take the fan seriously. I love the Flip fan. the sword around you. Yeah. Fuck you. The fan yeah, it's is like, like it's the, just like the best. Is one of my favorite." like subtle some simplest moments of that movie is that this object that we've associated with femininity and passivity is like the thing up her sleeves that turns the tide at the climax it gives me chills every time just having you every time yeah it's just like it's just it's like the fan is yeah first off just let's talk about a, a movie with a goddamn climax, by the way. <laughs> like, I was just like, works, that's <laughs> it just works really well. Have the moment, still have an uncontested thing, jump off the loof, have a beautiful animated fire. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, it's that. It's also like the full context of like, you know, also like there's real risk when like he, Sean Yu's coming down at her because he's like charging up. He's like, Mulan can't survive that. We know she can't survive that. If she, she almost like, does board. She almost does it. She gets cut really fucking bad. And that's how she gets revealed. The whole thing is there's real stakes right there. She has to be brave and run up and really face death where it's like you don't really get the sense because and this is skin. This is wushu and risk and how it shows risk and stuff. But it's just like she's just got superpowers and is in the back of the line of this. And it's just yeah, it's not. 
Where else do you want to get, take with us? Because I got I got other shit. What what where, go where, go where to town? Go, go to next? town. You go to the come on. Weird you start. musical cues. Uh, that that is. Well, that actually, if we're 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 gonna talk about gender stuff a little bit more, I do have one thing to say. There was a very mixed message I felt that came in the scene where I can't pronounce her name correctly, so I'm just going to call her the witch. Mm-hmm. In heavy air quotes, because that's an old, a whole other thing. It's like, you have a lot of chi, you should come train with me. So chi is, in fact, magic? Okay, whatever. But that's, we've, we've addressed the chi issues. But when, you know, uh, the witch is trying to get Mulan to say, you know, what is your name and reveal herself as a woman, you know, own up to being a woman. And she throws, like, the throwing star at her. And it hits her. And it is blocked by what I'm just going to call her binder. Cause that's essentially what it is. And that's how she survives, which, you know, that's kind of a cool thing, but also at the same time, it's like, so we're trying to get her to own up to being a woman and be proud of it. But by taking off the binder, she's not protected from throwing stars anymore. Like what <laughs> message are you exactly trying to send that you have to be vulnerable? I don't know. That was I, I a think very it's, oddly uh, specific. Yeah. Thing this movie would be so much better if that witch was the actual villain and there was some more texture. I don't know what to call it. I was so mad when she just like flew in the way of that arrow and died. I was like, yeah. this is a terrible way for her to go out. I was ready for her and Mulan to team up and right. take over it, China. Was, like that would have been much more badass. Let's me. let's also not note the whole Mulan literally says, I know my place. It's to protect the emperor. Like, I, I don't I like I was that was one of the moments where I was just like what oh, okay. <laughs> like I was like my eyebrows went through my skull especially like, in like, like the like, global <laughs> context of of this film and the Chinese government as currently and you know Mulan has always I was there's a good New Yorker article about this the myth of Mulan has been told many times and the, it has been used to you know on, for in political context like that so it's uh, more of a nitpick compared to everything else but yeah in that context, the emperor is very ill-defined as a force for good in this movie. And, you know, in the cartoon, it's just very black and white with Sean Yu being a monster and having a village massacre that's very palpable. Where in this, we just kind of see that scene reduced to a, oh, look, all these people died on a green screen and in a, in a, in a, on a soundstage. Like, it's very short and less than a minute long why we're rooting for the emperor versus Sean Yu in this and like the larger sense of what's at stake here. It's just, can I be honest with you why we're rooting it? Cause the Chinese audience and we are supposed to like trained that it's, it's Jet Li and he's being quirky. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, yeah, he does the arrow stop thing, which by the way is like, what the, another reason I want to watch an actual wuxia film is because I, the air, the thing where they catch the arrow and throw it back is like I am so tired of that by the end of this movie it's, and the subversion also, that it doesn't work. The one last of my time. favorite things in D anD D is that the monk it's like a built in thing into the class that they can catch arrows. Nice. <laughs> oh they literally have like a built in ability to do it, and I'm always like I love how monks are just like somebody watched like five wuxia films and like took half the abilities, and that's just the class. Again, Orientalism at its worst, but possible other issues but like uh yeah it's it's well, uh, uh, back to bridging gender and orientalism again uh one of the bigger problems with the older film that i does not occur to me necessarily watching it um but i kind of have to read about 
except for, I don't know, at the end, whenever the emperor's advisor is like, she's a woman, she'll never amount to anything. It's like, well, that's like, that guy has a mother. Come on, nobody's that sexist. It falls into this, tr- into this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there are definitely people I know there who are, are definitely people. I know, I know there are people that are capable of, of being sexist, even though they're. But my, my point is, it's a very uh, evil line for. And it, it fits into a larger contextualization of a bunch of like Western, for the most part, Americans uh, screenwriting uh, this feminist parable in which the traditional culture of China is kind of used as a like the other force of the patriarchy like it it kind of makes chinese culture more patriarchal than it is so that like us writing this feminist parable can kind of use this as a prop to and you know like the things like the matchmaker scene isn't historically accurate and there are a lot of instances of that where it's just kind of a convenient way to tell a feminist story by making an eastern culture the wrong kind of you know and and that also isn't kind of fixed in this movie. <laughs> That's also still a, a problem, I, I think. Um, but because yeah. I genuinely don't know what about the matchmaker is not his. I don't actually know. I just accurate read because that matchmaking a bunch. is a very real thing in multiple cultures around oh, the world. It, it is arranged it's, marriage. Yeah. Certainly is uh, maybe the pageantry of this thing. Um, another thing is the. Uh, <laughs> every dialogue scene in this movie being an honor sandwich where they just keep bringing up honor over and over again. This is something that's kind of a Western perspective of an Eastern culture that just is. No, I mean, it's it. Yeah. I mean, as you know, it's, it's hard to separate that out. That's a, that's also a little bit of a wuxia thing. So it's, it's again, and I know I say wuxia wrong, but I do. Well, not the concept. I mean, the concept of honor is present in crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Do people say honor five times? No, not like, in crouching tiger, but in bad wuxia movies. Totally. Well, so okay. <laughs> uh, and again, and that's again, none of that is a defense. Like I want to make that clear uh, again. Like this is, this is where I will say this this basis here is where my general genre arguments begin to break down hardcore if you really were smart trevor and you want to win the long-running war of genre with me in animania you would press me here because i'm really at a loss I mean, for i'm trying defending <laughs> I yeah i know but I, you notice how i'm not engaging no i'm just kidding i just my point is is like my point is is like generally with the idea with some of the like the elements of happen here in terms of genre it, it's difficult for me to be like, yeah, a lot of this is just like out of the blue and it's just a westernized take. I think the offensive element in terms of wuxia is that it's like a westernized wuxia film. And so it's like it's like the same thing. It's like there's, it's like the issue that I had with Manwa being just, adapted into anime. I don't know it's if like, I'd even agree with your premise that it's a wuxia film, though. Do you even think that? Not particularly. <laughs> yeah, it's too mixed up. It's too mixed up. It doesn't do it. Well, the that plot right. points are the so right. cribbed from the original, right? Like that's the problem. You're trying to tell right. a different story with the same outline. And one of the big can we kind of talk about like the screenwriting and like the act, the acting, I guess, because like one of the biggest the problems of taking Mushu out. Not that I'm not down for something different, but God. Mulan really needs like a confidant to talk to. <laughs> she does because she's internally totalized. Relief. 
yeah, she's she's like a black box of like just nothing coming in or out. Well, and the so actress's that, choice to play the role so stoically too. She's commented on it uh, as being like not acting, acting. Which I'm like, all right, sure. As a theater person, I know what mugging is, where you overact. But uh, and, I mean, and, and to and to have the and to have the, like the slight the slight bit of comic relief come from come come from come from her fellow soldiers, who's I'm gonna be honest. Other than Poe, I remember none of their names. Nope, not a one. I don't remember any of their names. I don't remember. I barely it, remember them. I rarely remember the, the like the love interest. Put that in as many quotes as you will. Love interest face. Barely remember. Barely remember him at all. Like, like the the few time the few times that they're in, they try to have them be funny, but it's like it's for just a line, and it's it's and it, and and it, in that line, they're just dogging on one of them and that's it yeah well their names i remember their names but it's because they were all the same as her sidekicks in the film it was yeah Ling and yao and then there was a guy called cricket after you know little little cricket that's right that that is how they brought in cricket i'm gonna say all of you guys remember the sidekicks from the original because it's like short fat one tall fat one anyone who breaks his teeth on a block trying to hit it with his well, head. Yeah, they like, also you remember had, them because they were memorable. Yeah, exactly. They also That's had exactly scenes it. where they had like conversations where it's Oh, yes. man. <laughs> talk, talk about the lack of montage. The original Mulan has some of the best early Disney, like late Disney montages and this is yeah. just lacking everything about Trevor it. Trevor well, and Peter montage, especially. Right? Did we ever go to a theater party oh, in college that did not have Be a Man featured at least once oh, as a group drunken sing-along? My God. <laughs> <laughs> the number of times that we have been uh, that we were on theater theater kids and everyone in the room is screaming not singing screaming, screaming. the song with gusto oh my yeah, god the vhs copy that we own is uh, all uh staticky af- right after that song is over because whenever we watched it my mom would always make us go back and listen to it a second time yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like, but that, that 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 that's that's just another thing about about this movie that that I that I found kind of disappointing. I I I, I was not expecting, and, and I was actually kind of glad that it wasn't just like a full on musical because we didn't need that. We we already have it. We can go watch it. We're fine. But to really, but to really have the only musical, to really have the only song musical cue, whatever whatever you want to call it, from the original film, just be reflections like three four times across the film like we, we we don't even get a reprise of a girl worth fighting for we don't even get we we we, we, we don't we don't even get a, a like like a reprise of of a, of of a be a be a man like we we get not we get none of the other like songs that, pe- that people can remember from this from, from the original film as like as like just instrumental in the background while while that while the um while the i guess associative the associative like the related scene is happening like none of that so it's like why why why, why hey. didn't we get that like when, like when, when, they, when they were having when they were having the conversation like okay like what kind of girl do you want what kind of girl do you want would have been just a perfect time to just have like a flute in the background yeah play, play, play a girl with fighting for it doesn't need to be like in your face just a flute just one little line of da 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 hey, you know what we, at the end of the scene that would have been really cute like done it, yeah because, you know because it was meant to though? be cute you know what we do get? We get, we get characters using the lyrics from those songs. Yes. Like their dialogue. Which is why it would have been perfect to have a flute. 
Just one small instrument in the back of the orchestra playing the melody. I Like either take some from each of the memorable songs, just a little bit, but from each of them, or don't use any of the original music at all. Don't tease us with like five measures of reflection and and have that be the only thing we get. And if you are going to use reflection and that's the only thing that you use, play it one time. And play it in the right fucking place. Because if you play it multiple times, it loses its flavor. It loses loses its punch. It becomes meaningless. It's just there. Yeah. I I found the callbacks to the songs really cringy. And one of those Disney remake familiar feelings of taking me out of the film, wishing I could watch the other one. Um, So, yeah, I guess... To talk about the music a little further, I really love the original score for, I mean, by the original, I mean the 98 version. So there's no way this could have measured up to that. But yeah, I, I mostly find this score other than those illusions kind of forgettable. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, truthfully, I don't remember anything about the score other than the illusions, which is quite telling because usually I remember something of the music. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's pretty rough. I, I, I think that like, Honestly, Be a Man is like maybe one of my favorite Disney songs out of any context. And it's one of those. I yeah, know it's everybody's favorite. Like even like it's one of the things like if, if, if like it's if you go to like, you know, pub crawl quizzes, it's like people yeah. get Be a Man before they get anything in Lion King. Think about that. Like everybody can say the openings like can, you know, you know, or I, I shouldn't say sing. I should say imitate the sounds <laughs> of the opening song Correct. of Lion King because they can't sing it, but uh, they can get that. But they don't actually name the song. It's like, you know, can you feel the love tonight? Maybe. But they'll get Be a Man first before yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's one, I think it's a thing. Yeah, they'll get Be a Man. They'll say they'll get Be a Man before they say Circle of Life. I just can't mm-hmm. wait to be king. Can you feel the love tonight? Um, if, if, if this is love from 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 Cinderella, like Be a Man will be like top tier. I forget if this is love. Oh my god! So if this, this is, is love. love. Oh yeah, and you see now it's in my fucking brain. You're so welcome. Yeah. Both so, yeah, Sarah and I are like, we <laughs> yes. got you. We're well, we're on it. To be fair, I have a very specific college callback for that song, so that's the only fair. reason it's in my brain. Fair point. That's fair. One of the yeah. other changes was splitting Shang into two characters. Um, yeah. In the wake of the Me Too movement, which I guess I understand as a kind of. Uh, you know, as a choice. Um, I think one of the biggest losses there is the um, relationship Shang has to his father as another military captain, though. And the whole scene with the village massacre that just gives us this mood whiplash coming out of a uh, girl worth fighting for that is just unforgettably effective to me. Um, there's nothing that moving in this film that gives us those stakes of each. I know I've already mentioned this, so I'm sounding like a broken record, but that, that, that character, you know, that image of him drawing his sword and making a monument for his father, that is a really important moment from a script standpoint to getting us to care about the stakes of what's happening in the kingdom with these opposing forces. How do we know people are dying? How do we know the Huns aren't right or who the Hun equivalent in this film is, you know, they're, they're more sympathetic. And it makes more sense. Um, just, you know, having, as you say, you know, splitting this character versus having him be one character. It makes more sense when he is that one character, when he decides to spare Mulan's life and just exile her, 
because, you know, she saves him from the avalanche and, you know, he decides to spare her life. It's just it's more it means more. Whereas in this There's film, she volunteers to, to die for deceiving them all, which is yeah. <laughs> hateful. <laughs> yeah. No, it's awful. It's awful. Maybe more Chinese I'm sorry I'm not I'm like as as a, as as the whitest guy on here I'm going to I don't know am I more white than Trevor <laughs> you all decide <laughs> I don't know I, yeah, yeah, as the whitest ask anybody to make that just that call <laughs> You don't want to know the answer, do you? You're like, I Why can't lose against I? Jack. <laughs> That's super awkward. Anyways, I the mean, point is, I, I am not a guy, but I would like to make it clear I have done my ancestry DNA stuff, and every drop of that saliva is registered <laughs> from Europe. So <laughs> I, woman and LGBT like going just, for me in terms of minorities, but I am the whitest white to ever white. I, I'm not. Oh I'm God. not. I'm not sure how I that wanted you to describe phrased. that, Sarah. Yeah, it's like every drop of the saliva. I was like, oh my God, God. Well, that's how they do the test. I, I, I don't true, give a yeah. shit. You gotta spit in the test tube and send and it off send to it God off. knows where. Yeah. Oh, I'm supposed to. Sp- oh, huh. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it's so true. many, so many. No, no, I just really good spit or swallow jokes. Anyways, um, anyways, the uh, just, I, no, not you specific. Ah, you're missing the point. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Anyways, the uh, yeah, the, the, the bigger portion and uh, like issue kind of here for me is that like I don't want to make a decision about whether or not it is culturally appropriate. I think that. We when we tell stories about old history, it doesn't particularly matter. Our modern concepts do not become disgorged from what is happening. Like we still have to enjoy old tales and like going back in history and enjoying Romans, like enslaving people is not something that we're going to like do. Right. We're not going to go back in time and be like, man, that manservant who was a slave for that Roman officer, they had a really good relationship and it's great. And I'm going to take a lot away from that. No, the context imparts itself. And the fact is like whether or not it's you know ancient Chinese concept does not still like as an American audience I'm like no she shouldn't she shouldn't like apologize for lying and being forced into this situation by a tyrannical government. But this is the thing and this is China to a fucking T with anything even like hero does it the worst because it's like oh. yep genocide's fine just obey the power in charge which is just always kind of a core theme it's like it's more important that we're all together in one place than it is that we are like it's more it's always in all chinese propaganda movies it's always more important that we are all together as one than it is to solve any political issue between peoples and it's just like Holy shit, man. Like that's that's just like this thing. It's just just like I will give my life up for the for the content for like dis like dishonoring the norms of the state. Like that's just it's just and man, that's too much. That's probably too much reading in into it. But given the rest of the context that's been imbued with me from like all the goings on around this film, like it's impossible for me to not take that away from it just as like a piece of like Disney made Chinese state sanctioned propaganda. Right. It's, just like, it's an American. This is what, yeah, the phrase are it's an it's Americanized an American- Chinese nationalist piece of film. <laughs> 
And and I think that like we should all as a country take a step back from this and be like, nah, like just like like this should be the li- I don't know, like maybe this, maybe like I'm I I don't know if you can like whatever I'm anti-China. I like, definitely well, that's the anti-Chinese thing. That's, government. That's another dimension to <laughs> the criticism and the discourse of this film is that it's hard because. China's relationship with the United States is so frayed right now. And it has on the one hand, this, this, you know, China is not, is either its government or its people. There are people in China, like the Hong Kong protesters that are pro-democracy, whereas the Chinese government is doing a genocide. And, you know, and there's also in our country ship, uh, an attempt to scapegoat China for problems that are ours, like this really big virus that is, definitely right, our fault right, that right, we didn't right, control. Right, 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 so right. it's, yeah, yeah, it's very much, it, yeah, it's an awkward position to be in. Everything, no matter what you do, something is wrong. And that's, I think, and I, that, I hate that. I hate that in a lot of political, that's like, it's almost a dog whistle in itself to say that about any political thing or statement. But like, cause like you just say, oh, everybody always says, it's like, oh, everything you do is wrong by somebody. And it's like, you know, that's, that's not a thing. I think the context here is like, it's so fraught to even discuss it because it is like, there's all these secondary, like anti-China bad things in the media and everything else that's happening and it's just sort of like yeah i mean but like here we're like we're talking about like western mid chinese propaganda i mean i know it's it's not my decision either but i cannot state how confident i am that this is not in in the in the legacy of disney's cultural appropriation of other you know an exoticizing this is not a significant improvement from 22 years ago (laughs) i I am so confident that that no i i i just despite having all these also attempts to cater to that market which also make it bad it is just so bad in so many directions i don't know how to put it um, yeah, I, I think the attempt, I think the and I'm not I, I don't want to make this again, this the, again, the question about a lot of the statements I'm about to make is that they feel dog whistly and I hate that. And I'm probably using the terminology wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, Trevor. But like the the, the element of it here is that like, you know, it feels to me like an attempt to create a more culturally appropriate film has in some not culturally appropriate. No, it like, is. It, it, it Well, that's that's Disney in a nutshell. They And this is the first time they've done that. Uh, that I can remember with, you know, culture appropriation as opposed to something like, yeah. um, well, I, I didn't see Aladdin, so I don't know about that, but you know, there, there is, this is part of the broader trend of Disney trying to att- correct things and appear woke in Lion King. You see this in Beauty and the Beast. You see this, all, all these nods to being progressive that aren't really that progressive. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's, it, it's, it feels like, you know, gay baiting and sound euphonium like we're going to signal but we're not going to do and it's it's sorry i shouldn't do all these anime references that no one's going to get on this podcast but i apologize the point the point matters people know what queer baiting is yeah yeah yeah, you do yeah you do sarah uh you've been there you've been there down the worst road possible like where we're both screaming at a screen just kiss you motherfuckers oh so much Uh, the number of times my god i know but it's it's yeah i i i would almost show peter sound euphonium to know the pain but anyways, it's a. Uh, I, I wonder if there's like something worse than that. I, you, t- you tell me if I'm wrong, Sarah, because I, I probably don't watch. Have you seen something worse than sound euphonium in terms of gay baiting? I mean, I don't know if I've seen something worse, but I can give you a number of even you know Oof, American I, medias that are on the same level. I don't of want. I don't want. I don't want it. Wanna, you really want to open this can of worms with me, wanna, Jack? I don't want to. I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not while we're recording. Uh-uh, no. Uh-uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Done. That was my own bad. That was my own 
bad. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, exactly the same. It's Star Wars in a nutshell all over again. Let's put all the gays in a scene that we can quietly cut out of the last movie so that we don't have to acknowledge things for China. So here you go. And let's also quietly not have any gay superheroes, which is I think that's the thing that really. So are they not releasing the new mutants in China at all then? Oh, mm. good question. That's a great question. But like, uh, the, 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 let, me, let me put this. Is happen. it over two I hours? Not, I've not seen it. The fact that in but the the, I know. I, I'm, I'm trying to think. There's no Marvel gay superhero, is there, Peter? No, 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 no. There, there, there definitely are. Like, no, no, no. Oh, Peter, no, I, cinematic in the comics. No, I, I, do, do, I know. Do you mean, do you mean, do you mean like in the MCU or like in C? Yeah, the MCU. I was like, uh, in the movies. No. no. Yeah. That, see that's shitty no I, 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 I was just like hold on like what co- was context MCU comics yeah. like yeah like no, yeah. in the MCU no, no, nah. North Star and and the the, the mute, like give Stanley credit man he's always been good about yeah. like X-Men and like North Star and like there's there was like a huge gay wedding comic strip like oh my Stanley God, yeah. Stanley never gave a fuck which is like just, I mean he was a terrible did terrible business practices but you got to give a man credit for not giving two fucks and having a, the whole thing be an allegory for coming out of the closet yeah like which is also in weird ways that Disney's are like, cause they're trying to sell these fucking movies in China still. So it's just, it's just weird that a lot of the cultural context in the, the movement forward of these things is being controlled by fear of a market in China that is controlled by a central, it's not represented. Like the whole thing here too is it's not representative of the people in China. It's representative of a gatekeeper for the people in China. Yeah. So it's like people who are putting their, like it's not, it's not like, any element of like what people in China actually want to see or do that. So it has nothing to do with the people of China. It has everything to do with the government. And I just want to make that clear about yeah, some criticism. of the early so reactions are already how inaccurate it is like that whole right, two right, right, low right. house thing. It's right. called in the, in the beginning of the film yeah. that you're like, Oh, this is cool. This round like community people. That's like a thousand years out of the period that the film is set in that people just thought was I, cool. <laughs> so I, uh, there's so there's so many bigger fish to fry in this. I'm just like, like, like I can't even acknowledge that as a problem. You know what I mean? There's oh, so, it's definitely a problem. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's put the scores. It's on like this they one. didn't even do their research, or they just didn't care. <laughs> they didn't even pretend. But before yeah. before we get into scores, though, I I, I just I just want to I just want to bring up the uh, last scene of the film because because I watched this with Hunter and the two of us were like, watch family be put on the new sword since she lost it. Since 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 she since she lost her original one, and 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 we both kind we both like died in a fit of laughter at at just the I guess campiness when it was like we are presenting you with the new sword and she re and she she, re, she reads the inscription loyalty brave and true and 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 both of us look at each other it's like watch it's on the back of it and then and like Rainer's like turn it around what oh my god what's it say read it out loud. <laughs> It's like, you, it's like you could have like you could have yeah. just let you could have just read yeah. it yourself. Yeah. But, but. Gotta say though, the 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 sheath and hilt of that jade sword. Oh my god. It was beautiful. Just so like that from an aesthetic standpoint. I was like, I, I want it. It was so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Good thing Disney can sell it to you now. Right. <laughs> Probably literally a, com, 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 coming to Disney World in twenty twenty one. Yep. Oh yeah, you can buy it. I just uh, discovered it. If you shine up, I, I would rather spend my two hundred dollars on Star Trek wine. Thank you very much. Yes. 
I haven't done it yet, but it's probably going to happen. I know myself. Say, Christmas punny, present to myself. Is there a punny title you would like to share with us? The the, the blend is Oh, the Star Trek wine? Uh-huh. I mean, there's a website called StarTrekWines.com, and they have, like, a bottle of Chateau Picard wine from, like, Star Trek Picard. Um, they are French. now Got releasing uh, blood wine. I think it's just a Cabernet Sauvignon. But yeah, yeah, so, yeah, in a, a cool, South. like, Klingon bottle, bottle with a red wax seal, and there's, like, Starfleet Special Reserves in Fendel or something. Yep, and it's yep, stupid. Yep. And it's definitely not worth $200 of my money to get these four bottles because it's, like, $50 a bottle. Oh, On the other hand... Star Trek wine. To have to have the bottles once you're done and just have them yes. for it. Yeah. I yeah. I love Star Trek I, and I love wine. And they put I, the I two know. things together. I, I I've been done because uh what is it? It's uh what is it? Uh uh Game of Thrones really burned me on Scotchman. It was they had those Johnny Walker assisted bottles. They were not great. It was Jack, just are you w- talking about this Mulan sound effects sword? Because uh that's a piece of shit. I'm talking about like the Oh J- yeah. No, no, no. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that if I'm not mistaken, the Fal Mulan legend is called the Legend of the Jade Sword, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just Oh um, of the That Jade almost sword. gives the, a little bit of respectability. Don't yeah, I am wrong. The Legend of a Jade Short is a 2018 Wuxia movie oh, that I am just LOL. really totally on wrong the Wuxia. about. <laughs> I've been going deep into it. I was trying to make an equivalentism. I should have been paying attention more to like what was politically happening around this film because it was just infinitely more interesting than just a big than just a humorless remake. Humorless is such a good just a, such a good take on that. That's like, I can't, I can't, I'll say this. It's one of the rare moments where I was like, I cannot beat the Washington post article about this movie. So I just, I, I refuse to. So go read that. Don't listen to me. I don't know. <laughs> Enjoyed it. <laughs> just to devalue uh, myself. One I really liked on salon.com, which is not a site that I usually use necessarily, but that's no. my favorite. All right. Video. Let's put scores on this bad boy. It wants to go first. Sarah. <laughs> Sorry, I I make Trevor. I'll make Trevor. I'll make Trevor. I can do that. Trevor, go first. I give it a one out of ten. Holy shit! Shots fired. Give us, give, give us a come on. Okay, this give, give, this movie was I and we haven't talked about this. Nobody else here copped to this, but I thought that this one might be the good one. This one might be different because there and I didn't know this at the time. I've kind of been fascinated to read into it. But there was an actual pretext for them to redo this as the 98 version, though I will always admire it and love it as a piece of art, is very Orientalist, very Western take on Chinese culture and appropriative. There was actually a pretext to get it right, and they didn't even do that. So there's like no value to this. I mean, it's not even a good piece of art other than that. I don't want to interrupt your bit here, but like, I think my initial thing, you know, there's context here to recontextualize the song of the South doesn't mean you should like, you know, like, like well, I, don't, I hate to get, Jack, I hate to get well, well, that is a, that is okay. That, that is a metaphor is 
Song of the South is a story set <laughs> on an American I plantation. I've, I've this actually, is an actual entirely, artifact of Chinese culture. To be entirely honest, I've what never actually seen Song of the yeah, South. Yeah, you so obviously I don't, know, don't know what you're talking about. Oh, shut the fuck up. I'm just joking. I, it's the, the point is, it's something that should not be remade is the point. That's the joke. Well, so just, I think I, if you are, and this is the larger takeaway, as I've been reading about this, is I think, uh, yeah, the 98 Mulan is best... Uh, read as a product of its time, it right. is an incredibly not uh, not to you know apologize for them, but it is a kind of uh, paradoxical task to make a big budget film that is culturally appropriative in the pejorative sense or not um, for an international audience that is going to please everybody and balance the nostalgia that Americans have for a westernized take on Chinese culture and cater to a Chinese market. So even if they did do a better job, it's kind of a paradoxical task. And I'm kind of starting to lean towards Disney just shouldn't make films and stories about other cultures unless they just turn over the studio oh, to no, other no. people. So that's I my takeaway. Well, you're, I, you're I would free, you feel free to disagree, but um, no, no. I, well, I think I think there's success and disassess. I, I don't I don't think there like, is a, there because, is a silver lining in that. Like yeah. this got me to watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon because I wanted to make sure that I didn't just dislike Chinese culture. I'll give it that. There, there's a silver wow, lining, that's a, but uh, that's broad. You want to roll it roll it back to Wushu Films, please? <laughs> like, no. I look. I I'm fine. I like whether or not Moana is like a success or not, or is still problematic, which of course it is. I think the thing is, it's just new context for enjoying problematic films and maybe succeeding less with the problematic films. But I don't think that we shouldn't continue to attempt to make these films. I think making films isn't always. Well, it depends on who you mean by we, and I'm I'm sorry. I need to come to a conclusion on my bit and let you have your say. But another um, thing no, that no, I please go ahead. Another thing I, I did. I thought you were done. Well, another okay. thing I did just think of that I wanted to bring up that I hadn't said so far is at least the '98 version has the bona fides that the first listed screenwriter is a Chinese American, which is one of the audiences that that film you know really served. This is written by the people responsible for Jurassic World. And I'll leave it at that. Are you shitting me? There's not a Chinese American writer on the staff. Not a director. Ang Lee was approached to direct, but when he turned it down because he was in the middle of Billy Lynn, he said, "Well, I hope y'all get a Chinese director, but I can't do it." And I was what? still wanting to see this because it's the first. I mean, it's the um, second big budget female directed Disney film after Wrinkle in Time, but um, I don't care. Okay, I'm just I'm just gonna point this out. Like Nikki Caro is like her, like the thing she did to think this was the zookeeper's wife, McFarlane USA. Yeah, and the other one vintage, has a North whale Country. in the title. Is is whale kind of a, writer? Is kind what? of a whale weird writer feminist was a film. big deal back yeah. in the day. Yeah, in 2002, like, we're, like, three years after Mulan. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I do think that's shocking to me. Like, the like the lack of, like, the lack, I, I do think that they're, I don't know. I don't want to say that I can feel that. Uh, I, I want to talk about something in context, uh, which is difficulty with my scores, and I'm going to go next because I'll give Peter and Sarah time to think about it, but... Uh, also, because I feel the need to just use my uh, 
admin powers to just you know talk to trevor directly because it's always more fun that way uh are you talking to me directly now or no no no, i'm not i'm just well i'm always talking directly to you in in a certain kind of way um yeah i i have a difficult time talking about this because i think that culturally we need to acknowledge certain powers of propaganda films and i think that's i think that's the thing it's like just i don't think i think there's a way of saying bad filmmaking and bad filmmaking and good filmmaking and good filmmaking i think things can be bad for social issues and be problematic in that way but can also be strong films i think unfortunately you have to look at something like Lenny Riefenstahl's like Triumph of the Wills, which is just propaganda for the Nazi party and understand that it's insanely power. What, what are you or what, what are you, were you coming at me? I'm sorry. I had to roll my eyes. I wasn't going to interrupt you, but I just can't believe you keep going back to this Nazi defense, man. You did it no, for I'm Tiger not, King. I'm, and not, you're doing it again. I'm not making a Nazi defense. No, I know. Right I know what your point is. It's just like. I, <laughs> I'm not I'm not making a defense here because I'm going to say like I'm going to slam trust on, me there's yeah, a there's a really good spike on, Go on there's like let me get to the end of my spike before you roll your eyes at this I'm not defending it my point is I even as a reviewer I think that there's a need to culturally acknowledge the strength of film work that is can, the power that it possesses to understand that shitty things can be used to change people's mind in shitty ways and that it can have a power that we need to acknowledge if not scoring it well because it's not worth it and it's you know these movies are absolutely objectionable by modern standards and and mores and they're object they were obviously fucking triumph the will is objectionable at the time as is you know other such movies which while powerful set the standards and i think what what's the one birth of a nation's the other one just absolutely fucking horrendous and terrible but it's you know they have power as movies to move people because they use good cinematography and other good elements of film and hero is the Chinese edition of that. I love the film Hero. I'm going to give Hero like a nine or something. It is a terrible propaganda film, but it is a powerful, powerful piece of art. And that is horrifically because just sometimes art can be bad and used for evil. And that's the thing. It's like the notion that art is always universally good or a good and unto itself is just false. Art can be evil and be value it can be it can have value as art but be evil and unworthy of continuing to exist like burning all the triumph of the wills is not a bad inherent thing other than the fact that we need to just come to that term so that's my point i just want to make that point that propaganda should exist so when i say that i am insulted by this movie not just because it is propaganda you understand that that doesn't that does that's not the thing that's going to drop it down i don't drop my score because of propaganda i do drop my score because it's just bad propaganda (laughs) like it's just purposely unintentionally bad tone deaf propaganda perpetuated by people that just don't really have it's just it's just not it's just too on the side it's just it doesn't it doesn't particularly work or have any sorry my megan's so cute and she's in the background of trevor and now i just feel like i'm yelling at trevor and megan and now i want to die so anyways the point is bad propaganda i think I think I like I want to defend it from the, the propaganda and the thing is and like have my score reflect that. Ultimately, I agree with Trevor, though, and then I give it like a two point five. I think that it is objectionable to the max on the basis of propaganda. And I'm and I'm literally going out of my own limb here because I'm still waiting 
that that score is weighted. It's not so objectionable as to that, but I think I if if it's bad propaganda and see through propaganda, I think that I can lose points on the score on the basis of just you know failing as just even poor propaganda on top of it just makes me hate it all the more. And it's just I think that you're gonna have the same effect with you. So yeah. Did that make sense, Trevor? Or are you gonna yell at me now? Um, I'm not gonna yell at you, but I want to make this clear to you. Uh, I did not. Uh, mean my score solely in the context of the social issues of the film. The social issues. No, 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 no. no. I didn't. I didn't accuse you of that. No, I did not accuse you of that. But that. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying that I try to do that. Like, that's something that has defined me, or I try to define myself. Is that I try to do that. I'm not accusing you by extension of doing that. I'm saying, as somebody who has even been conscious of this fact, find that I cannot separate myself from the issue. Like I'm owning up to the fact that I am not separate. I'm owning I up to understand. the fact that I can't do it. I'm not accusing. I'm sorry. I, I, if that sounded like an accusation, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's no. not. I'm, I'm being sensitive. It's fine. No, no. Thank you. Okay. All right. <sighs> Sarah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm going to drink fluids. All right. Um, I did when I first watched this film, I was not aware of the myriad of controversies that surrounded it. All I they were the only controversy that I was aware of is why is Disney Plus charging 30 bucks for you to see this film? Which is a controversy we didn't even fucking get right? to. Right. Which admittedly I, I would argue that that is the least important of the controversies, so it's fine that we did not get to it. The cultural issues surrounding this film are much, much more important and relevant to talk about. Uh, that said, I was not aware of those when I watched this film a few days ago. Uh, so I am going to rate this film outside of those contexts, just like as a movie that I watched on my couch on a Sunday morning. That's how I'm going to rate this film. And I am going to give it just a four out of ten. Like, even not taking the propaganda and controversy aspects into account, it was not that interesting. The scenery was cool. The costumes were pretty. But really, just go watch the problematic animated film, because at least you had a good time while you were doing that. So I give it a four out of ten. Cool. Uh, Peter? I'm also going to give it a four. Um, there's just nothing memorable about this movie. Like just flat out. There is. If, if, if there, if there is anything memorable, it's very little. It, it, and what, 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 what you remember is probably more tableau. And if you do remember it, you remember the animated film, animated film and, and, and how, and how, and how, you were first remembered it like there's there's a lot of remembering blah 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 but yeah there is nothing memorable 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 about this movie music cues don't happen happen in weird moments motivations are motivations are changed um for whatever reason what what whether whether it whether it is the genre or or just plain old screenwriting or what or whatever 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 what have you there there needed there needed to be someone like a central person who who was there to be comedic relief because otherwise it just felt so dry and 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 i felt like i had to be joker sometimes and just say why so serious because you don't have to be so serious for 
a little under two hours. I, I, I think I think that's I think that's the runtime for the movie. Um, yeah, I this this wasn't it. I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry Disney this, this remake for sure this just this wasn't it. I I I I I am gonna go back to uh to 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 the quote from Sarah that I when we when we talked about Beauty and the Beast that I that I now use whenever we talk about any of these Disney remakes. It's a film. Okay. Why? And I'm pretty sure I'm like paraphrasing that a little bit, but that's pretty much how I think what how, how I think about this movie. It exists. Done. Holy shit. We gave it a three, guys. Yeah. Deserved. <laughs> I will yeah. say I, I was kind of at a four right after I watched it. The more I thought about it, I was just kind of overwhelmed by how much it didn't make sense, to be honest. The more I thought about it and the more I read about it, I was like, OK, clearly there's got to be some value in this. They had to do something right. I know uh, that's it fair. It just went down and down. So that's, that's about where I was at first. I'm I'm honestly been I've been looking for the last couple of minutes to find a, a lower rated film from us. <laughs> like I uh, the only the only film that I that I could think of for sure that would have a lo- that would have an have an equal or lower rating than this is Hardcore Henry. Four point five. That's 5. what I was thinking. Four point five. Oh, oh shit! Really? Yeah, yeah. Remember we one like, of, somebody somebody on the cast liked it. Uh, I forget who it was. was it let me, I let me, was not on that cast. Was so it me for no me. reason at all? Uh, I don't want to put words don't in your mouth. Don't give yourself that little credit. <laughs> did it, sure you did, had it, did I give it a five for no reason? <laughs> <laughs> I I I think I do think we had it was like a no. It's equal. It's equal. We all okay. three gave it threes. We gave it threes across the board. Yeah. Uh, and and I uh, really it was I, you, I me, always, and Ben. I think it was, yeah, you're right. Very nice. Uh, Sausage party was pretty. I I, 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 I remember. I don't remember everything we said, but but I, I remember that recording because because I because I know I definitely had my own opinions just as like as just as a as as a definitely like a casual uh, viewer um, who didn't enjoy it. But 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 I but I I remember I I remember I found it fascinating to hear you and Ben talk about just like from screenwriting to filming like like to acting like every like you were really picking apart everything. I was like, talk more shit, do it, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Sausage Party was three as well. But like I said, the problem with that one is that Katie was on there and gave it a zero. And I and I wasn't as good at telling my significant other off for like giving scores that we technically don't give. So I probably just let it happen. And you guys were polite. There's probably a zero out there for me. It's probably. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there. I'm sure there is. But I like, you know, Peter and Trevor technically gave Sausage Party a five. So like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Bring that down. <laughs> yeah, I always meant to say oh. it has not aged well. Bring I, that down to a two. It had, didn't I, I age get, well at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sarah gave it a four. I gave it a three. So I somehow, gave it a four. <laughs> I know. Well, we, we were, I don't know, man. I, I, like, I, I know I, that I was, was a long time ago, but we were feeling nice there must have been day. like one or two good jokes that we just don't remember. <laughs> Probably. So you sure? Because there's an orgy. I think we all loved the orgy at the end. I think we enjoyed just like the out of context of like, you know what you can't do in a movie? You can't strap on a sausage and fuck a bagel. You know what I mean? Like it's just like <laughs> that was that was fine, but it's not like actual like value. It's just like we were shocked. I don't know. I'm pretty sure we also uh, had problems with that orgy though. I mean, there was there's oh, a, yeah. a joke yeah. at the beginning that some people might be like, that's really problematic, but it's like it's funny in the way that offensive jokes are still funny even though they're offensive 
I, I, like the the um, sauerkraut was always oh, yeah. at yeah, war against the juice, and I thought that was hysterical. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> among it was, other things. It, it was funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I I stand by the score. I, like I said, I, I had issues. This is like one of my most contested things because, like, on its own, it's just a lame wushu film. But and and maybe there's cultural context for me not understanding that. I disagree with that though because I I enjoy a lot of wushu films. I love Hero. I I, just, I don't. I, don't I still want to watch Hero. I, I, I have no doubt. I, I would watch, entire. dude. Hero is just a cinematic tour de force, right? Like it's not even. It's I actually not even that. I, I I made plans to watch it today, actually. So yeah, that's okay. Well, we should watch. I would love to watch that together with you because that would that would be amazing. Um, it is the one yeah. that I am like uh, that we should have watched that while we were still in a dorm room at college. I think I caught the end of it. Is that a Forbidden oh, Kingdom or I, something? I cannot believe I compared it to the Triumph of the Wills. I do. <laughs> I do think. I do think like Trevor is like my like. I'm gonna Nazi talk guy. you out of. I, I like, don't care how. Don't like, use Nazis in your explanation of things. <laughs> it's like okay, it's fair probably. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably not applicable because it's one is just yeah. Well, it is now because they're fucking doing a genocide. So anyways, let's not talk about. Okay, <laughs> let's just go ahead and wrap up. Uh, the Movie Gang podcast uh, uh, gives, uh, sorry, uh, Mulan 2020 a 3 out of 10 for the Movie Gang podcast. This has been Sarah Becker. Good night, everybody. Trevor Flynn. Goodbye. Peter Dancy. Thanks, guys. And I've been your host, Jack Newman. Thank you for listening to the Movie Gang podcast. From everyone here, uh, and, and including the Tuscan Shed Media Network, thanks for listening. <laughs>